This is EdTech Weekly. I'm your host, Ricky Zager, and with me, becoming a normal staple on the show, the talented and very, very lovely Christy. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me here. I am really excited about the show tonight. You chose some great articles for the EdTech Rundown, so looking forward to talking about those. Well, I'm super excited for a few reasons, and I'm going to start off the show with those reasons. First of all, it's episode 55, which to me is pretty incredible when I think about it. Um, The show just continuing that long is pretty impressive. We may not be the best podcast. I mean, well, we're definitely not the best podcast out there, but we have more shows than at least some of the good ones and certainly we have more shows than a lot of the bad ones so i mean that's pretty impressive just the number alone yeah still here at 55 that is impressive that's right i mean i'm, I'm just gonna say it. that's awesome and we are still even though it's episode 55 still tweaking still changing some things and we're going to talk about a couple of those things right now and christy is not even in, aware of these things she's not in the know if you will but we're going to Put her in the know as we uh, move along here. The first thing I actually want to announce is sort of the big announcement, and that is that we will be soon, and this is also dependent upon software, but soon we are going to be putting the show out live. We are going to be doing a live Facebook audio stream. Um, That is something that they are rolling out. And so we are going to jump on it as soon as we have the ability to do it. So we will be recording live. Are you going to be able to handle that kind of pressure, Christy? Wow. I wish you would have prompted me with that. That is exciting, but that is a lot of pressure. So if I make a mistake, then we can't delete it is that what you're saying well the crazy part is and since you know the inner workings of the show we i don't remember ever stopping and redoing except for the time that either i forgot to press record or we had a technical difficulty i'm not sure which it was but technically i don't think we've ever stopped and redone right i mean we are that good well you know all your efforts in post-production and putting it all together you know i'm I'm not sure how this is going to affect that. And I mean, we're probably going to have thousands of people on Facebook Live. So that is a lot of pressure. Why are you underselling us? Only thousands? I mean, hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, Christy. I don't know if I like that sort of attitude on the show. We got to be thinking bigger than that. No. Think big. Think big. Seriously, though, I'm pretty excited about that opportunity because it's going to give people who normally wouldn't know about the show who don't really know how to find podcasts. And as much as I think that's not very many people, I know that is a lot of people. So I think that's going to be good. It'll bring more uh, future audience members uh, and even contributors to the show. So I'm excited about that. And speaking of contributors to the show, uh, we must mention Matt. Now, Matt, for those of you who have been listening for a long time, Matt was here from the beginning. Uh, Matt was on something like 20 something straight episodes and then you know he had a career change and had some things going on so he's you know had a kid all sorts of stuff that sort of made him be a little less able to be here all the time and thankfully we have the amazing christy that was able to step in and do such an awesome job that she is now the you know new co-host of the show and so since she's not going anywhere anytime soon we're not going to let her um she has no choice um (laughs) We are going to we're going to do a little thing, a little something different with Matt. Now, so when he's able to join us now, I like sports TV shows and podcasts. So the thing that comes to my mind is what I would call stat boy, somebody who's kind of there 
to uh, check things behind the scene. Um, and so I think really this is going to fall into Matt's wheelhouse. What he's going to do while we're talking about stories is get on the internet, which that's his kind of thing. He's really good at finding stuff on the internet and give us some interesting tidbits or some, you know, Matt isms perspectives, uh, quick little tidbits that he finds about some of the products or other interesting things about what we're talking about. Um, I really, really think this is going to be an awesome role for Matt. What do you think just hearing it right off the bat? Wow. Well, will it be like on Facebook Live? He'll be adding to things as we're talking? Yeah. So he's going to be sort of, you know, transitioning as we go into the live show that he will be putting links up. He will be handling sort of that kind of stuff when he's around. And also, again, either mentioning stuff in the Facebook live stream and or uh, on the show coming in. And, if, you know, there's some times that we'll say, well, I really, you know, because I'm, I'm not as prepared as you are. There are times when I say, oh, I'm not really sure. And that's when Matt's going to step in and do his thing. You know, he, he just didn't have time to prepare. And after the last time, he, he just wasn't really happy with, with how he did. And he just was kind of feeling down about it. And I was like, dude, we can find a role that you can be really good at. So we're trying to change, trying to make things better. And uh, we'll see how that goes. I can't wait for the first time for him to be on the show in that capacity because those of you who have listened that have listened for a long time know that Matt is a fun, unique personality, and he really does have the pulse on the internets. So uh, if we can get him kind of bringing that to the show on a sort of um, you know contribution level that's kind of more up his alley, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think it'll be good for the show. Yeah, sounds good. Be able to get some real live information and accurate yeah. information. He'll probably be fact checking us, though. That's well, this is again, I, I need that. You probably not so much, but I do. <laughs> so it's probably better overall for the listeners. It may make me look worse, but hey, I'm okay with that. It's not a problem. So anyway, <laughs> if it's if he's bad, we just tell him, sorry, you can't do it anymore. I mean, come on, we can we can adjust. Well, that won't happen. No, no, he's going to be awesome at it. I'm excited. So obviously, this is an ed tech show and we do talk about the news of the week so let's get in to the edtech rundown and talk about the news of the week our first story is from eschool news and it gives us a list of trailblazing educators you should follow on twitter i'm sad to say that i didn't make this list although I am definitely not surprised. Um, if any of you follow me, you probably realize that I do, in fact, need to pick up my social media game um, quite a bit. So I do not expect to be on the list of the top probably 1,000 trailblazing educators you should follow either. So if you're on Twitter and you are an educator uh, like Christy or um, you know whether you're an admin level or whether you're a teacher, I, I mean, I would even say if you're a student or parent, uh, these would be some good people to follow, just innovators in education and really interesting follows. I'll, I'll name a couple, at uh, WM Chamberlain, at um, Chrissy Venn. OS Dale, Venosdale, I guess. You can find these on our edtechweeklyshow.com website. We'll put the links there and put their uh, Twitter handles there as well. And then finally, at Blair Teach, uh, B L A I R Teach. Those round out the top three. And, and I know when it comes to Twitter, Chrissy, you have got me beat for sure. Um, so. Anyone uh, there that you follow or any other people that you're following or anything about this list that uh, gets you excited? 
Well, the whole list gets me excited. Uh, yes, I do love Twitter and I do think it's a great professional learning tool. I was just talking to someone today and we decided we just needed a whole workday set aside for professional learning where we would just spend the day on Twitter and we would all learn so much if we did that. So um, basically, I really love expanding my PLN and looked at the list. Um, I was only following three of those people already, so I was able to add to my list. Okay, this, um, I'm sorry to interrupt, but this PLN, what does that mean? A personal learning network. Okay, very cool. Yeah, so I'd been following three of those. I added uh, pretty much the rest of those, um, but I did notice that it was very heavy East Coast on the list, and I think we have some great West Coast folks to follow as well. So, so I'd we mention have some, we have uh, a few of my East favorites. Coast, oh, sorry. We yeah. have some East Coast bias in education. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the media and news in general. So <laughs> I hear you. Yep, yep. Okay, so let's hear them. <laughs> All right, so um, from Kids Deserve It, Adam Welcome is one of my favorites. From Q, John Carippo, um, yeah, and you'll post these in the show notes. Uh, another one, John Stevens, 009, Classroom Chef. Uh, local favorite, Kendra Tyler. Uh, at Tosa Chat is another one, a great group of educators who do a weekly chat. Lisa Highfill of the HyperDocs and, uh, of course, Ellis Keeler are all good ones that I follow and learn a lot from. And most of these people that I mentioned and those that are my favorites to follow are those that are currently in the trenches. They're teachers or admin, and they're sharing the good work and resources that they do with others on social media. Yeah, those are always good follows. People that are, in fact, doing the things that they're talking about, um, always a good way to uh, interact with those people. Awesome. Yeah. All right, next up, eSchool News asks if virtual education is the future of K-12. Among the reasons the author believes it is, better focus on competency-based and personalized learning. Competency-based learning, which essentially forces students to complete a competency before moving on, is well-suited for online, but the story talks only about ways online is better. It does not mention ways in which it falls short, like developing social skills and the human connections that are inherent in face-to-face courses. Yeah, and I know this is something that um, even in the short time that you've been on the show here, we've talked about um, this concept of online virtual education the future and will kids ever k-12 kids ever even go to school again and i know you have some pretty strong opinions on that um as well as i do um with the fact that you know you just saying completely no inner no physical interaction is a frightening thought yeah, that is, you know, there's something about just being with other people and learning to learning to learn and people that you get along with and people that you don't get along with. I worry about our future if we don't have that. Yeah. And and one of the things uh, moving into our next story here that we'll check out that kind of gives you that personal interaction with peers. Um, Ed Surge reports on the Ed Tech conferences that you don't want to miss out this year or miss out on this year. Uh, check out the link at edtechweeklyshow.com. We'll put that there because I'm not going to, there's literally, I would say hundreds of them um, based on the, the thing that I was looking at. So you can look at our show, uh, edtechweeklyshow.com, and I'll put the link up there. Or of course, head to the Googles, uh, do your search, Ed, Ed Surge, Ed Tech conferences. That's going to probably pull up the exact same article uh, to find out more about that. Christy, I know that you are, like you said, you're in the trenches, you're you're working with schools. Uh, any ed tech conferences that you try to regularly attend or would really recommend or would like to attend? Um, well, I am making plans right now. I just finalized my flight actually today to go to the upcoming Q National Conference in Palm Springs out here in California. Nice. I thought it was a great list of conferences and 
it's really helpful to know the dates and locations ahead of time. I'm a little late in getting my flight and hotel for this conference and these big national conferences, they either sell out or hotels book up so fast. So if you want to go to one of these, it's good to, to have those dates out ahead of time. Um, so yeah, I said the queue in Palm Springs, I've never been to that one, but I'm very excited about it. I've just, you know, there's a lot of social media talk about it. Um, so that's exciting. And the other big one that I wish I could go to would be ISTE. And that's, I believe, in Denver, at least it was last year, um, another big national conference. But conferences are expensive. And being from a small rural district, we have to be very selective with um, what we go to. But I will say the nice thing about many of these big national conferences, that they have online options where you can access the presentations as well as social media hashtags. So, for example, last June, I followed one hashtag not at ISTE, and it was just a group of people who wanted to be there, who weren't able to be, who were able to learn from people that were posting on social media from the conference. Um, and it was just a, yeah, just this interesting collection of people, not at ISTE. So there's ways to access these big conferences, even if you're not able to go there. Very cool. And I'm thinking, I mean, I don't know, just this is this is the producer in me talking, but will you be at Q um, possibly during a time where we could film? Because it would be cool to do like a, a remote if possible. And you kind of give us a big thing about Q and what you're learning. I think that would be pretty awesome. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, it's on a let's see, it's a Thursday, Friday conference. So let's let's, let's try it. Let's see if great. we can get that yeah. going. And if you can get your laptop and we could do like a remote uh, little uh podcast episode where you kind of go into queue and we really get involved with some of the things you're learning there and what they're talking about. That would be awesome. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, so next up, an EdSurge blog post talks about ways to incorporate ed tech in the coming year. The superintendent for the Columbus Municipal School District, Philip Hickman, explains that in two years, their graduation rates went up 20% after deploying personalized learning and other teacher toolkits. He mentions the importance of every stakeholder being involved and being consistent for these ed tech changes to work. Yeah, and and this is a pretty interesting, you know, blog post. And I think uh, this is well, this is going to be what we discuss just a little bit more today on the show, um, because I think it's kind of an important thought, especially as we move into the new calendar year. I know it's not a new school year, but with all these, uh, you know, New Year's resolutions and whatnot, thinking about what this year is going to be like, it's kind of a cool um, maybe perspective. Don't forget that you can contact us at EdTechWeekly at gmail.com that is how christy got involved with the show we also have ashley who is going to be joining us next week for a segment and the segment is going to be on stem so i think that's probably something that you will enjoy as well and and she's going to give us a list of things that she wants to talk about and, and you can ask her some really great questions and we can get a little bit more into that so that's going to be fun again that's edtech weekly show edtech weekly excuse me at gmail.com that's probably going to be the easiest way of course at twitter uh for tech teachers the number four tech teachers and also christy m warren at twitter is another way that you can get involved with the show. So please do that. Um, Sorry, let's get into this last um, blog post here by Philip Hickman. Uh, there's a there's a couple things here that I am drawn to. Um, one of them is he sort of has a, a perspective talking about how a lot of times people are given like two years or so in these positions to make changes. And, and that's just not enough. Like it's just not enough in anything that we do in ed tech to just give somebody or some product or some other thing two years, because 
it's K through 12. It's going to take a while for these things to really make changes. Yeah. And to see that in the life cycle of a superintendent being two and a half years, it's, you know, we always talk about the pendulum changing in education and going back and forth and, you know, such drastic changes in leadership can really affect that as well. But I think that's why it's so important to get, you know, other people. It's not just one person's vision or one person making these changes in ed tech. You know, he kind of highlighted that stakeholders are so important so that this can continue beyond one person. Yeah. And by stakeholders, we're just talking about basically everyone who's got some sort of stake in this or some sort of skin in the game, if you will, you know, students, parents, teachers, administrators, uh, and at some level, even the, you know, taxpaying public with these public uh, school systems. I mean, these are all people that should be um, interested and aware and concerned about what's going on in education. And it really does take at least 90% of that group, um, if not more, for something to be very successful. And they've had some good luck. I mean, increasing graduation rates 20%, that's a huge, huge number. Um, I'm assuming this isn't, and I didn't look at this. Now, this is where Stat Boy Matt would be awesome because he could find this out for me. But I'm assuming it's not a huge school district because 60% graduation rate is, I think, a pretty good number, sadly, um, for for some of the bigger school districts. So if they're up to 80%, I'm going to guess it's not a huge, huge school district. But again, this is where Matt would come in handy. Do you know for sure about that school system? I don't know. I didn't look that up. So okay. that would have been helpful to See, have Matt, Matt here. So yeah, to go from 60 to 80, that is quite a quite a huge jump. And I'm just curious a little bit, you know, I'd like to know more about what they did specifically with technology. You know, it's got to be more than just giving every kid a computer to get a jump that high. Yeah, they didn't really go into a whole lot of detail. But from what I gleaned from it, it was kind of a data heavy situation. Um, I know that there's a lot of uh, software out there in higher ed right now that I've been in a few um, meetings about that is good at early detection um looking at data for students that are struggling or that are not on track. So they're, they're using all this data that we have that helps you kind of target students that are going to need some help. And, um, you know, it's, I think that's good because a lot of times you may have a student doing okay in one class and not good in another class. And the teacher that has the student and they're not doing that well in that class may just think they're not doing well in all classes. So they're probably not, you know what I mean? And I'm, I'm not, I don't obviously think that's a good attitude for a teacher to have, but I, we know that if that kind of gets out there or, Oh, this kid's just not, good at school. And so I think if we can have some extra support with software that way, that gives people that like, oh, ding, ding, this person is doing okay, but they are starting to not. And we need to sort of go after them and try to help them out. So yeah, I get- there's, there's so much data out there on students now. It's about how to get that in the right data in the right hands at the right time to help make those, those decisions. Yeah, absolutely. And so as I look at this article, it just sort of reminded me, and obviously we had a couple weeks off and I've been thinking a lot about um, what this show is and what's it about and who is it for. Um, And I know it's kind of, maybe I should have thought about all those things before and I did, but it just sort of, as it develops, it slowly changes. And in the very beginning, the concept was always that we would um, do something to be helpful to teachers at the last segment, you know, maybe it would be explaining a resource they could use and how they could use it to help them in the classroom, those types of things. And I sort of want to get back to that. I mean, more than sort of, I do want to get back to that. And I think um, there's a few things that uh, we're going to be looking into here very soon, including a relationship with the four tech teachers uh, brand that my Twitter is through and uh, you know, really trying to focus on where we can help uh 
teachers and students and education in general, um, I'm all about you know, going through the news and I like that, but I'd like to focus that final story more on that. And that is something that we started doing and just slowly kind of worked into other things. So, um, you know, Christy, as always, this show feels like it always is kind of changing and evolving and hopefully for the better. Um, is that something that you'd like to be a part of? Do you think that sounds good for the show? Yeah, that's one of the things I liked about the show when I was a listener, um, before I, emailed you and you were kind enough to have me on the show, but I always like hearing about new ideas and what people are doing. And there, you know, there's so many new apps out there and great things that, you know, how do we keep up on that? And one way is through podcasts. So I think it's a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. And I, th- and I think we'll, uh, again, we'll continue to uh, improve upon the show, probably, hopefully always. I mean, hopefully as long as the show goes, we'll be looking at ways to try to make it a better um, environment. And I know I, I got some feedback from a friend of mine who's in education and had her listen to it and sort of, you know, what did you think? And one of the things that I didn't really think about um was that we can be a little over the head of some people if they're not in ed tech, you know, uh, using certain phrases and words that people who aren't really that into ed tech may not sort of get. So I think that's part of um, another thing that I want to try to do is make this more presentable to the broader teachers. Um, And so it's maybe a little more helpful for everyone. So yeah, definitely some things to think about as we move forward. And uh, if you have any ideas, please email the show edtechweekly at gmail.com and let us know some ideas. Um, if anything, I can say that we haven't been, been afraid to try out things, um, including, uh, you know, random emailers like Christy, who turned out to be this amazing resource for the show and uh, brings a lot of talent and a lot to the show. So again, uh, email us, let us know. Um, and of course, Christy, uh, now as a co-host, you are going to be looked at as somebody who also is sort of on the hook here for these changes. So it's, you can't just sit back and idly watch and go, Oh, I hope this turns out. Okay. You have to come up with these ideas too. It's not all on me, right? Gosh, that's a lot of pressure and (laughs) we're going live. (laughs) Oh yeah. And we're going live by the way. No, I'm just kidding. No, seriously. Um, It's a slow evolving process, but we do have, I will have some announcements coming up in the next couple of weeks about something that I'm doing with four tech teachers. Um, And so there are some things that I think we can integrate between the two that would actually be really helpful. So I'm excited about that. Wait, do you um, mean you got a corporate sponsor? uh, Define corporate. (laughs) No. (laughs) Is someone with money? (laughs) (laughs) It's always been about the money with you, Christy. This is supposed (laughs) to be about the kids. It's about the kids. Okay. And the sharing of information. All right. Yeah. I mean, but we all believe me, we'd like there to be some money at the end of the rainbow too, at some point, I'm sure. But uh, that's it for this week's show. Christy, thanks again for joining us. Um, I really, I know, I I feel like I say it a lot, but I don't know if I say it enough. We're so happy that you're a part of the show now. Uh, I think the listeners would also agree with that. And we'll talk to one next week, Ashley, and I'm sure she will echo that as well, that you have really brought a lot of awesome, awesomeness to the show. And I'm really happy you're with us. Well, thanks for having me. I love talking to tech and I always learn and get new ideas from our our podcast and all your stories that you pull. So thank you. Very cool. All right. And so uh, once again, uh, get us get on iTunes and uh, give us a rating Uh, that helps people find us um, and uh, helps us know what we can do better or if we're just so amazing, we don't need to do anything better, which is unlikely, but it's possible. 
email the show as i said before uh, edtechweekly.reddit.com if you are a reddit kind of person we have like 80 people who are following that so um get in there and post too some of you post some um even if it's your blog or something get on there and post it uh it's a way for other people to see it i don't have a problem i don't think like oh don't advertise on my page no absolutely um if it's something that i don't think it works i'll, I'll get it out of there but you know if you have a blog and you're a teacher and you want somebody to check it out get on edtechweekly.reddit.com. Um, there's at least 80 people who are subscribed that look at it, possibly others who just check it out without being subscribed. So do that. We also have a Facebook page now, um, EdTech Weekly. Just go ahead and search that and like us on Facebook, follow us on Facebook. I will put our podcast episodes up there and also some other kind of random things up there um, as I get better at social media. And uh, that's going to happen. I'm sure of it. I feel I'm pretty confident that at some point I will get better. Well, you should do it. There's so many good ideas out there and you have so much to offer and to share and to let other people know about. Well, that's kind of you to say. I do. Uh, it's one of those hours in the day scenarios and I just have to make more time for it and I'm hoping to be doing that. So that's good. Um, again, follow me on Twitter at Fort Tech Teachers. Follow Christy at Christy M. Warren. And as she always loves to say, what hashtag should they follow? Gosh, so many kids deserve it. Kids deserve it. That's the one. And we will see you next time, Christy. And we'll see Ashley as well next week on EdTech Weekly.